This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity and Business Podcast. We're thrilled today to visit with Matt Wolf. Matt's a senior leader at RSM, brilliant thinker on the healthcare and private equity space. He talks to us regularly. Matt, we're starting 2024. What are you seeing? What's on your mind as we get started with this year? Yeah, thank, thanks, Scott. Looking forward to a great year, and I'd say we're we're kicking it off with optimism in deal flow. Right, we've had you know we're coming off of a couple major conferences, J.P. Morgan being one of them, but other industries, other conferences, people seem optimistic. Meeting calendars are completely packed and full of people looking to do deals, and I think a lot of that has to do with um, you know looming interest rate cuts. We have a. You know, this week, even in Davos, a lot of financial leaders talking about it from Wall Street, talking about how they expect the Fed to begin cutting in, in March. Um, I, RSM, we think it might be a little bit later, but you know the reality is that interest rate cuts will help prop up a deal environment uh, in 2024, deal flow environment. And the other end of that is, you know, at the end of the day, we just have a lot of a lot of older vintage funds that just need to need to exit. There's a lot of holdings that just need to change hands and, you know, continuation funds, secondary funds, NAV loans, they can only really bridge this gap for, for so long. And and I, I do think we'll see a significant uptick in deal flow in 2024. And that's kind of the, the um, message and the mantra, at least so far in uh, January. Thank you so much. At, at the end of the day, Private equity funds have to do a number of different things. They've got to raise funds and put it to work. They've got to grow companies. And notwithstanding this concepts like the years of efficiency and operational improvements, at the end of the day, most companies get to spot that if they want to grow. It can't just be all organic growth. It's got to be organic growth plus acquisition. So they've got to do that. And then at the end of the day, private equity funds have to return funds to their shareholders, uh, to their limited partners, and that ultimately means that they've got to do some exits too and hope that those exits are profits. How much pressure is there on private equity funds to start to do these things given that last year was a very soft year for deal making and return of capital to investors, at least return of appreciated capital? Yeah, oh, oh, incredible pressure. Uh, there's, you know, LPs are demanding liquidity. And you know, sponsors need to deliver on that liquidity, especially as they uh, work to raise new funds. Um, and and those LPs look at how they're allocating assets across investment classes. So that that liquidity is is very important. And you know we see news and activity in in NAV loans or secondary and continuation funds to try to provide some of that liquidity. Um, that's that's really kind of a stopgap solution, right? That's not that's not a wholesale solution for all of the uh, capital that's tied up in in private deals, right? So to your point, they, you know, the the interest rate cuts can't come fast enough because uh, a lot of these funds need to unload these companies either, you know, to strategic investors or to other sponsors so they can provide that liquidity almost almost liquidity at almost any multiple, right? Yeah, hundred percent, and that that's probably where we're moving toward. Though they've got to provide liquidity and show returns, because at some point they're going to be back in the market raising funds, and so they got to show some positive results too. And that's the sort of trick bag in a in a challenging climate. Like I just got a report 
from one of the funds that I'm invested in that my net assets, you know, are less than I had invested in it. And no private equity fund, venture capital fund wants to send that report out to their LPs. So, so they also have to show a win or if not, people go back to index investing or go back to other venture capital and private equity funds. I mean, that, that is part of the challenge of the LP's perspective and the dance that private equity funds are trying to do. They're trying to get liquidity to their investors, but they don't want to show a return on investment and ROI that's lower than, than their, their peers and, and, and competitors. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's, that's long been the case, um, of course, in, in the industry and sort of the asset management industry in general. Um, but specifically, when we talk about private equity that has these longer hold times, you know, we're, we're running into this wall kind of with the changing credit cycle. And I know we've talked about this before, but it bears repeating that interest rates are going to come down, the Fed will lower at some point, several times throughout this year that doesn't mean we're going to go back to the zero interest rate environment that led up to the pandemic so sponsors are in this position which you just very eloquently described i'm, I'm sorry to hear about your experience there scott um but where private equity sponsors need to show okay we can return we've returned your capital um you can continue to trust us with your money and also we have the teams, the tools set up to now navigate this new interest rate environment, which means higher rates for the foreseeable future, which means more of a focus on operational excellence rather than kind of financial engineering and financial arbitrage. No, that's exactly right. Because the financial arbitrage space seems to be gone for the time being. I mean, at some point they'll come back as they always do. It's a cycle where you sort of, you know, build a bigger firm that you started buying things at an eight multiple, and now you're going to have a bigger firm, you're going to sell it at a 12 multiple, and multiples have gone up. Currently, multiples have gone down the last couple of years, so you can't do that arbitrage either on the, on the size deal or just generally by holding to a better multiple environment. So you got to find new ways to, uh, to, to make things work and, and make money and grow profitability. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think even we'll, we'll still see multiple expansion for growth, right? If you can put together a good platform, do some tuck-ins, I think you could expect to see some multiple expansion. Um, the, the trouble is that it just won't be enough to cover the higher cost of capital, right? As, as debt financing is more expensive and you're not able to leverage those deals quite as much, that means you're, you're kind of required return thresholds are going to be higher. And so in addition to that, and you mentioned it earlier, right? In addition to some of that inorganic M&A growth, we also have to see more, more organic growth, whether that's de novo startup locations in new geographies or new solutions, or if it's just a focus on, you know, imp uh, reducing costs, improving profitability, finding new customers, you know, all those sorts of like core business school things that um, were maybe less important when you could more reliably count on multiple expansion in a lower cost of capital environment. No, 100%. And Matt, the general morale at the big firms like yours seems pretty positive because you guys are pretty diversified. It's not like an investment bank where everything lives and dies based on what the deal environment is. It seems like, you know, in the big scheme of things, really positive and really healthy, even though the, the deal environment's been a little bit soft, at least for some professional services firms. 
Yeah, I think I think that's right, um, and, and appreciate that. And it's it, you know the the switch in the environment has been challenging for us as well, right? I mean, we it, what's challenging for our clients is challenging for us because we want to to partner with them and and help them through this. Um, but I think you know you're absolutely right. We've always kind of been focused on how do we help drive operational improvement post close, and um, this is the perfect environment in which to do it. Fantastic. Again, Matt Wolf with RSM, one of the best in the business, both RSM and Matt Wolf. Thank you for joining us on the Becker Private Equity Podcast. Matt is one of our top, most listened to guests regularly. So appreciate him joining us. Matthew, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Scott.